Do you want to reach the people that you love most with the good news of God's grace? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he interviews Christian leaders who will ignite your passion to bring others to Christ. I want to welcome you to another edition of uh, Ignite Your Passion, uh, a, a podcast, a Facebook post where we are trying to really encourage you to ignite the passion that God has placed in your heart to reach people for Jesus Christ, that love that he's placed in your heart for other people. And so uh, I'm excited today. I'm always excited when I have a friend that I can interview, someone that I know who loves Jesus and just wants to follow him and share him with others. And I have with me Shane Pruitt. Shane, welcome to Ignite Your Passion. We're, we're so glad to have you. Hey, thank you, Sammy. It's such a, an honor to be on. I think the world of you, um, you know, I've told you before that for years, I've always heard your name, knew who you were, uh, but never got to meet you in person or hear you preach live. And, and uh, by the providence of God, the first time I ever heard Sammy Tippett preach live was uh, in, in Gaba Community Church in Uganda. You know, I was there with uh, leading the team and we walked in and there you are. So, man, what an honor to be on. And we've become friends over the, the recent years. So, man, what an honor. Thank you. Well, thank you. I think I'm seeing behind your head a little uh, plaque or something of, of, yeah. of Africa there also. Yeah, it is, so, definitely. Yep. Yeah, it, it's great. So we have that African connection. That That's 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 tremendous. No doubt. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, you know, I really started coming to know you when I became uh, involved in our group that I'm involved with called Cosby Conference of Southern Baptist Evangelists. And, and, uh, and, and I heard you speak there mm-hmm. at that time. And you, you had such a heart for evangelism. And I want to tell you how encouraging it was to me because you're a younger generation from me. And to see a younger generation with that passion and that fire for God, wow, it just really blessed me. And so thank you so much for that. Well, thank um, you, Sammy. That means the world coming from you, my friend. Well, I, I want to just ask you, you know, how, how did this happen to you? I mean, how did you get a burden to share Christ? Uh, what what happened? Was there an event or just is it just kind of always been there since you've been a Christian or, or how did that develop in your life? Yeah, great question. So, yeah, Sammy, I currently serve as the director of evangelism for the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention. We have over 2,700 churches in our convention here in Texas. Um, and our department, I love it, that evangelism is at the forefront of everything we do as a convention. So it's truly um, our largest department. It's all things disaster relief. It's uh, all the student ministries and camps and conferences, collegiate ministry, personal evangelism, language evangelism, uh, interfaith evangelism, prayer initiatives. I love that prayer is in the evangelism department. Right. Uh, right. We know every great evangelism movement starts with a great prayer movement. And then the Empower Conference, which you are just at. And we honored you with a great award. And uh, and then we have team leaders for each of those people that serve on those teams. So I get the fun role of pouring into leaders and, and pastors and churches and uh, to travel and preach the gospel. I love that. So now to backtrack, uh, I grew up in Texas in a little town south of Waco. Did not grow up in church, uh, which I know people that live outside of Texas might find that weird. I think people think everyone <laughs> in Texas goes to church and grew up in church, and and I didn't. Uh, in fact, uh, the first time I went uh, to church, I was 16, uh, and it was my aunt's funeral. She was an alcoholic, and 
driving while intoxicated, fell asleep at the wheel, and her funeral was on a Thursday in the church down the road from our house. The following Tuesday, the pastor of that church and a deacon made an unexpected house visit on a Tuesday night at our house, shared the gospel, and both my mom and dad radically surrendered all to Jesus. My dad's a great guy. I grew up in the country as uh, a retired truck driver, just kind of a hard man. And the first time, Sammy, I ever saw my dad cry was when I was wow. 16 and he gave wow. his life to Jesus. Um, and that night, I say, uh, what I say is I kind of became a fan of Jesus because of what he did in my parents' life. And I repeated some prayer because they did. Uh, started going to church. And from 16 to 21, if you would have asked me if I was a Christian, I would have said yes, because I prayed a prayer. Uh, right. But my life did not look like a life at all but of a person that was filled with the Holy Spirit and followed Jesus. Um, you know, I was a fan of Jesus. But at church, I'd be one way. Uh, at school, I'd be another way. You yeah. know, I always say my trinity in high school was not Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It was partying, uh, sports, and, and chasing girls. You yeah. know, and I, yeah. That, yeah. I know that story. <laughs> yeah, 16 to 21. And you know, what was interesting is, Sammy, is I went to every youth camp, every youth conference, every college retreat. And there were times I would make God a bunch of promises, you know, God, I'm never going to do this again. God, I'm sorry. God, I'm going to change. God, I'm going to fix myself. God, everything's going to be different. And it was all about me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that prayer might work for a day, a week, a month, but eventually I'd run back to the same junk, you know, like Proverbs says, a dog right. returns to its vomit. Did that for five miserable years. And then at 21, uh, there was a guy who preached at our church by the name of Mark Job. Mark Job uh, was missions pastor at a, a church called Gateway Church, and his daughter is Carrie Job, who was a pretty well-known uh, Christian singer, worship leader. And anyway, uh, he preached, and uh, I don't even remember what he preached on. I just remember that night I went forward, and everything was different. I said, God, you know what? I'm not going to change. I'm not going to fix myself because, God, I can't. So, God, unless you come and live inside of me and change me from the inside out, then this is who I am. So God, I give up, I quit, I surrender. And that night, everything changed. You know, uh, I'm not perfect, but everything changed. You know, it's the Holy right. Spirit of God's inside right. of me. Went from death to life, lost to found, uh, orphaned the child of God. And, uh, and so all of my friends at the time, Sammy, were all, you know, partiers, all partiers. And so I started preaching the gospel, uh, probably almost to be honest with you, almost probably in an annoying way. Uh, I yeah. freaked them all out. They thought I joined a cult or something, <laughs> but I was preaching the gospel with them. And, uh, but I knew I couldn't continue to hang out with them. Yeah. And so, um, I started spending all my time at the church. I mean, it would be Tuesday morning, senior adult Bible study, and it'd be me and a bunch of 70 year olds, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I started spending all my time with the, the pastor of the church and Sammy, he is now with the Lord. But he was one of those guys that he was a pastor, but he also had the gift of the, of the evangelist. Uh, man, every time I was with him, you know, I just started spending all my time with him. He started discipling me. And uh, I mean, we would be at a restaurant and he would start sharing the gospel with the waiter or waitress. Yeah. We would get on an elevator and start going up. And he always would say, well, I'd rather be going up than going down. And then he would turn, <laughs> you, know, you know, and start talking to them about their eternity. You know, yeah. uh, he shared the gospel with everyone he ran into. And I loved it. And I spent all my time with him. And uh, I'll never forget. So I think he kind of planted those seeds in my heart of sharing the gospel. And um, <laughs> well, and it then, sounds to me like from 
from even before the time you came to Christ, you, you had a model with someone yep. coming to your house and sharing yep. with your family and, 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 yep. and your mother and father coming to Christ. And then yep. after you become a Christian, you've got another example. And I, I think that's so important. You know, sure. I, I had a guy, Leo Humphrey, who was a student at New Orleans Seminary. And uh, I, when my wife and I first got married, we would go down in the French quarters. He had a, a, a ministry where he'd go on the streets, Bourbon Street, and share yep. Christ. And and we would go with him. And, and it was yeah. that example, that model. And, and you know, that's one of the things we really need are not just people who talk about evangelism or talk about reaching people for Christ, but who model it. He did. He did. I just sat and I would watch him, you know. And what was great is I would spend all my time with him, not necessarily at that time because I felt like I was called to ministry, but I just loved being around him. And I was on fire for the Lord. You know, I was kind of uh, at that time, I didn't know anything, so I was ignorance on fire, but I believed the gospel, and I believed that God wanted to save everyone. I believed that God could save everyone if we would share the gospel, you know, and uh, so I just believed it, and then one day, I, I spent all my time with him, and then one day, he goes, Shane, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, I don't know, and he goes, well, why don't you at least go to Bible college and learn the Bible? I didn't even know there was a such thing as Bible college. <laughs> so we visited a school in Dallas called Criswell College, and, and uh, you know, I looked at the degree program, Sammy didn't see any math classes. And I said, the Lord has spoken. This is what I'm supposed to go. <laughs> and so I started Bible college as a brand new Christian. And, and it was crazy. You know, I walk in and here's all these Bible college students doing what Bible college students do. They're debating Calvinism and Arminianism. I had no idea what they were talking about. I just learned the book of Job was Job and not Job. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but I, man, I love uh, the gospel. I love what God had done in my life. And I wanted others to experience that. Some professors there began to disciple me, and that's what I needed. And then, uh, yeah, I went to school at Criswell, and then later on to Dallas Baptist University, and a church reached out to me about pouring into their teenagers. And so I became a, a youth pastor and then moved into a teaching pastor role and then launched out there to plant a church. And God blessed that church, and it, it grew fast. And then uh, I was asked to come on to the convention and oversee church planning at first. Uh, and did that for two years, but been overseeing our evangelism department for the uh, last year and a half. Because I say, you know, uh, yeah, I love planting churches, but I'm not really a church planting strategist. I was more of an evangelist who planted a church to reach lost people. Um, and <laughs> Amen. So, well, so that's people, the best way to plant a church, you know. Exactly. Isn't that you the know. point of church planting? Right. And so, you know, sometimes, uh, Sammy, people will say, well, you know, okay, you got saved at 21. When did you surrender to ministry? And as I kind of look back over my life, Honestly, I think is when I got saved. I just put my yes on the table and I say, God, here I am. Use me. And so I think it was all at the same time, you know, and isn't that kind of how the Lord works? When you say yeah. yes to the Lord at salvation, it's the only answer you can ever give him again. Yes, yeah, Lord. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm a little amazed at the early part of your conversion and following yeah. that, how how I track with that, because I was a I, I was a university student. I was a little younger and I hadn't didn't grow up going to church, but yeah. became a Christian. Uh, and, and that night that I became a Christian, I just knew God wanted me to share the gospel. Now I didn't, I didn't know the terminology or any of that stuff. And so I just began to go. Matter of fact, I was just thinking about it this week. I, I went across the river and was preaching at a club called carousel club, a <laughs> nightclub, uh, that, that was kind of a strip joint across the uh, a river from Baton Rouge where I lived and just started going and preaching the gospel in places yeah. You know, and, and just had that heart. And uh, now, and then my pastor said, son, you need 
to learn the Bible. Yeah, yeah that's right. You need some theology with this passion. Right. So, so anyway, then, then I went to a, a Christian college, but, but similar things. And then, of course, after that, you know, our, our, the way you went, the way I went, diverged a little bit. And, but, but I think there's something about that original DNA. You know, yeah. spiritual DNA that that you you come to Christ with that passion in your heart. You say yes, and and then it really doesn't matter whether it's evangelism, pastor, doctor, truck driver, or whatever. Yeah. You, your heart is to share Jesus with others, and and yeah. then the giftings, you know, and and come and you you understand those giftings and follow them. Yeah, and that's my heart. Even in preaching, you know, I love doctrine. I love theology. But every text that the Lord puts on my heart to preach, or even, you know, if I'm preaching verse by verse through books of the Bible, I'm always going to make a beeline to the gospel. You know, even if you're preaching, a, even if the text is a message on stewardship and giving, well, we got to make a beeline to the gospel. You know, even if we're preaching on tithing, well, there's a God who's extremely generous that loved the world so much that he sent his own God and son. You know, everything goes back to the gospel. And that's how I preach. And then I want people to respond to that. And, and I call people to respond. And of course, the Lord's going to do it, but it's our job to call for yeah. it. Yeah. Hey, I want to uh, just kind of turn a corner a little bit here in, in our conversation, because I know you've written a couple of books sure. and, and I've written a number of books. And one thing I know about writing a book, it doesn't come easy. <laughs> you know, it comes out of a, it's almost like birthing. And, and yeah. I, I, I hope the ladies listening to this don't get upset with me because I know birthing is is painful and and, and I don't know how painful I can't identify, but I just know that it's something that's deep within you that you've got to get out. And so a lot of times people say, oh, you wrote a book. That's nice. But don't understand that process that it takes. And it's real, real, uh, you know, it comes from deep within you. So tell us about the two. What are the two books? And tell us a, a little bit about what they are and uh, and and why you wrote them. Give us the first one and yeah, sure. Yeah, Sammy, I'll start with this one. It's called Nine Common Lies That Christians Believe and Why God's Truth Is Infinitely Better. Um, and the reason I'm gonna start with this one is I know we want to discuss the evangelism devotional a little more. So this book launched just about six weeks ago uh, with the publishers Waterbrook Multnomah and Penguin Random House and. And basically, the the 10,000 foot vision of that book is this, is that there's these common one-liners, these common cliches that we as the Christian community, for lack of a better term, have adopted into the church, baptized them, and made them a part of our vernacular that aren't necessarily scripturally true. For example... Give me me a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure you've heard them all. How about this one? God won't give you more than you can handle. You ever heard that one? Yeah. (laughs) or uh, follow your heart, mm-hmm. or believe in yourself, or if a loved one dies, God gains another angel, or yeah. you know, um, God just wants me to be happy, or yeah. uh, I can never forgive that person, or God has forgotten about me. So each one of the chapters are kind of one of those little cliches, one of those one-liners, and then what does God's Word actually have to say about them? And even this book is a great tool for discipleship and evangelism, because Everyone knows those statements, you know, yep. whether you're a Christian or, or a, a not, you know, a, a, an, an unbeliever, everyone knows those statements. And so it's a great way to say, okay, here's the statements we say as culture. What does the Bible actually have to say? And the response has been awesome, Sammy. And I say this in all glory to God, not in boasting myself because uh, I am not very smart. 
but there's been a huge response, you know, is number one on Amazon's uh, bestseller new releases for 20 something days. And, and a lot of churches are using it as a sermon series or a small group study. There's discussion questions at the end of each chapter and it can be found anywhere books are sold. Amazon, Walmart, Target, Lifeway, Mardell. Um, and, yeah. and it's been awesome. It's been cool to see the response. Yeah. For sure. Well, you know, uh, I've read it by the way, and it is, it's really good. And one of the things it does, it kind of flies in the face of Twittersphere. Oh <laughs> you know, yeah, sure. yeah, you yeah. know where you know in tw- on Twitter everybody's got the, this little cute little saying, and yeah. sometimes they're really good, and sometimes sure. they're they sound good, but they're offbeat. I want you to just take yeah. one real quick, okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one God won't give you more than you can handle. Yeah, uh, okay? yeah. That, that's a good one because I think it goes to the heart of what the Christian life is. So tell yeah. us, tell us that. No doubt. Yeah, and just like you said, Sammy, like usually you say these one-liners or these cliches to someone who's struggling, right? You don't say yeah. God won't give you more than you can handle to someone who's having the best day of their life. You usually say it to someone who's in a difficult season. And the point is this is that what's going to get us through those dark nights of the soul is God's word is going to be so much more effective than some little like Twitter saying or cute Twitter right. Saying, right. like you said. And really this book is an overflow of our own story. Sammy, as you know, we have five kids that are 12 and under. That is a prayer request. All right. <laughs> uh, our oldest two daughters, 12 and seven, are biological. And then we have a six-year-old son named Titus who's adopted from Uganda. Uh, he's right outside the Jinja area. Uh, and then we have a three-year-old son adopted from Texas, 21-month-old daughter adopted from Texas. Well, our six-year-old son is in a wheelchair. He's got cerebral palsy, epilepsy. He's been with us six years. Uh, he's had uh, 12 surgeries. He'll have his 13th next month. And, you know, well-meaning people all the time will say those things to us. Well, you know, God won't give you more than you can handle. Or, you know what the Bible says, God won't give you more than you can handle. And, and we know that's not scripturally true at all. And so really this story or this book is an overflow of our life and we share stories. So God won't give you more than you can handle. You know, honestly, if you think about it, the most basic things in life are more than we can handle. We can't yeah. even breathe without oxygen. That's we wouldn't right. even be alive without God creating us. Uh, sin, uh, you know, we're born sinners and we're born spiritually dead. That's more than we can handle. Right. So really when we're saying God won't give me more than I can handle, what we're doing is we're kind of placing ourselves at the center of the universe and we're depending upon our own power. And I don't know about you, but often the harder I try, the more I mess up. Yeah. Uh, and I think that brings a lot of stress and a worry and anxiety on us when we're trying to be in control because we're placing ourselves in the place of God. And that's a job above our pay grade. Right. So really, yes, God does allow us to experience more than we can handle. So it will drive us to faith in someone who's bigger than us. Yeah. And really, the truth is God won't give us more than he can handle through us. And yeah. by faith, we're placing that pressure of being God off of our shoulders on the God's shoulders. And he can do it because he's very good at that job of being God. <laughs> he's yeah. very good at that. And, you know, and and really, you know, God won't give us more than it can handle. Um, it really is a faith thing. Is it yeah. is it faith in us or is it faith in the Lord? And that's kind of a 10,000 foot view of it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the biblical view of that is in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. No doubt. So yeah. it's, it's in our weakness. And God, God brings us to these places where there's, you know, for me, at least uh, what I have found is that, you know, he allows me to experience things that I cannot handle because yeah. it makes me depend upon him. And, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Martin Luther, you know, read that great verse, the just shall live by faith. 
and, yeah. and it, it revolutionized his life. And this is what faith, faith is not in, okay, I can do it. Faith is in, I cannot do it, but I know the one who can and will. And yeah, that's what I say, Amy. Like, and like you said, like if it was all about what we could handle, then we wouldn't need the Lord. We wouldn't yeah. need Christ. And obviously, we desperately need him. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. This, the second book, which um, Evangelism Takes Heart, uh, and, and I've got a copy of it right here. And, and uh, this has just been released. It was released actually um, uh, at the uh, Empower Conference yeah. that you, you led. And uh, you allowed me to be a part of that. Thank you so very much for allowing me to just share one of the devotions in it. And uh, but tell me why you wrote this, or why you put. Actually, it's a compilation, and so why you compiled this, put it together, and uh, and what what the purpose is, and what you're wanting to accomplish with it. Yeah, yeah. So evangelism takes heart, and you got a copy there as well, Sammy. Is the vision behind it was this? Is you know, as I look around. Uh, the church, uh, the evangelical church, and we think about evangelism, which obviously I have a heart for evangelism. You have a heart for evangelism. We're both evangelists. As we look and go, you know what? The church as a whole has a lot of tools for evangelism. and We have a lot of books about evangelism. We look and go, okay, when evangelism is not taking place, why is that? Um, And it's really, it's a heart problem. You know, it's either we don't understand the gospel ourselves, or we really don't have a heart that's broken for lost people. We don't have a heart that beats with passion for the Lord because we naturally talk about what we're excited about. Yeah. So I looked at it and then, you know, in my, in my realm of influence and, and what my task is of equipping the Southern Baptist convention with evangelism tools, I say, you know what, as a convention, we got all the tools in the world. They'll be popular for a little bit. And then they collect dust on shelves and churches still aren't, sharing the gospel. People still aren't evangelizing. And so I said, you know what? We got all the tools. We got all the resources. We got everything we'll ever need, but we don't have a heart that's broken for lost people. And so then I began to look and say, okay, well, how are we most effective? Well, like I said you know, earlier, I think we're most effective when we preach and teach and share the gospel out of the overflow of our own worship of Jesus. Yeah. When I'm walking yeah. intimately with the Lord, I naturally talk about him because that's what I'm excited about. He's who I'm excited about. He's who I'm talking about. And so I began to look and say, okay, well, is there any kind of devotionals or resources that help us spend time with the Lord every day in God's word and in prayer that is specifically in the realm of evangelism? And as I began to look, I really didn't find a whole lot. I found a lot of tools for evangelism, found a lot of books about evangelism, but nothing that was designed to spend time with the Lord every day in his word and in prayer to cultivate a heart for evangelism, cultivating a heart for the Lord, cultivating a broken heart for lost people. And so anyway, um, it's nine weeks, which is 63 days. We recruited 63 leaders, which my friend Sammy is one of those. In fact, actually, in fact, you're day one. You're kicking us <laughs> off. And what it is, is it's 63 leaders. And some of these are evangelists. Some of them are seminary professors. Uh, some are national leaders. Some are pastors of very large churches. Some are pastors of churches that are under 100 people, um, men, women, all ages. And 63 leaders wrote a daily entry. And each day is designed to take about, you know, 15 to 20, 25 minutes a day, tells you what to read in the Bible, some verses that are mainly evangelistic in nature, 
three, four, five, six paragraphs to help you think about it, even gives you some questions to answer each day, gives you a specific prayer for uh, evangelism, for the heart of God, for lost people that day. And then it even gives you a challenge for the day. As you, I mean, as you put in there, Sammy, it gives you kind of an evangelism challenge for that day of, hey, uh, hey, ask someone that day how you can pray for them or, or hey, who's someone today that you can create a relationship or, or who's someone that you know needs the gospel? Do you have an opportunity to share that day? Or, you know, each day has a specific challenge. And, yeah. and my, my prayer for the book is nine weeks, 63 days, is that if you spend every day with the Lord, specifically praying for lost people, uh, praying for the gospel to go forth, that God would just cultivate your heart to burn hot uh, with passion for the Lord and for lost people. Yeah. One of the things I would really encourage pastors with, with this book is that when I, I was a pastor, I, I, I've been an evangelist for 40 something, 45 years or so, but I pastored for eight years. And when I was a pastor, one of the first thing I did was teach men to have a time alone with God. Yep. And my wife took some ladies and she began to teach them to have a time alone with God. And as they began to meet with the Lord, they began to develop a heart for the Lord, which was, is a heart for people. And yeah. they began to share their faith. And our church literally exploded in growth, uh, not because of some great strategy we had. As they began to pray for people that they knew needed Christ, then they began to share Christ with others. Yeah, so, right. so, so this is a, a great little tool. Uh, and I'm encouraging one question about it. Uh, is, is it just paperback and i don't know the answer to this question as i'm asking you is it yeah. paperback or is it uh can someone get it electronically yeah great yeah great question uh sammy and it may be up we're currently in the middle of working on that but it, there is paperback it can be found at sbtcwebstore.com it's only two dollars we're not making anything off of it that's literally the cost of printing it it's only been out a month and the response has been huge. I think we've already had uh, over 11,000 copies in print that have gone out already all over the place. Um, so that's available. And then uh, there is going to be an electronic daily version of it on our One Cross app. Uh, one Cross is a great free app that we've created, literally just the number one cross. And on there are 64 videos that are three minutes or less in 64 different languages, and it's someone in their heart language uh, sharing their testimony, sharing the gospel, and calling someone to pray with them. And there's 64 different videos, 64 different languages. Well, a, a feature we're also going to add to that One Cross app is put this devotional on there in electronic form, where each day you can do a devotional through that app. That is that, that, that's really good to know because I have a lot of people internationally who listen. Yeah. To, yep. to this. And so for the international guys, get this app. One, yep. just the number one. Yeah. Yeah. Type in one. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Don't type out one. You know, it's not right. O N one. Literally put in the number one cross. One C R O S S. Okay. Yep. Look up that app and then give me again the address for the book. Yeah. SBTCwebstore.com. SBTC webstore.com. Okay. I hope that all of you will get it. And Shane, I appreciate you taking the time to share with us today because my heart is to see a revival of, of evangelism, a revival of people sharing the gospel. I came to Christ in that kind of atmosphere and God has, uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> this is 53 years later and my heart's still on fire for, for, for him. And I just long to see this generation aflame 
with sharing the love of Jesus. So I appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing with us today. What a blessing it has been. Thank you so much, Shane. Thank you, my friend. You encourage me and inspire me. And you're such a, uh, you know, you, you spoke of me being in a, a younger generation behind you, but you are such a great example to my generation. So Sammy, thank you so much for your faithfulness to the Lord, your sweet bride, your wife, your family, to the kingdom, and uh, man, to pouring into next generation leaders like me. So thank you, my friend. It's an honor. Well, great. Well, listen, and be praying for me. I'm getting ready to preach in India in hey, just a few minutes via Zoom here. So, okay, God bless you. Hey, thank you, my friend. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith your love of family, and a passion to reach others.